This episode of Many Realms takes us into the horror genre. We have some content warnings so you can decide when or if to continue. This game contains descriptions or mentions of the following. Blood, body horror, death, drowning, gore, harm to animals, harm to children, needles, and vomiting. Please get in touch with us at the Realmscast if you need more information. As always, there are transcripts available for every episode, so you may want to use that as a tool in your decision making. The link is in the show notes. Hey, little brother. You won't believe what happened at Toad's Hollow today. Usually, Toad's Hollow is like a safe, magical pocket dimension of a camp, but today it was utterly strange. A body washed up to the swim duck, a man's body. Mark, oh yeah, he's a counselor now, uh, grabbed his wallet and figured out he'd been staying nearby at Silver Pines. Uh, If a dead guy wasn't weird enough, the water kind of inhaled and it swelled, it knocked Mark on his ass, and then the body was just gone. Obviously, we're all kind of spooked, so of course, Kay takes the lead. Flora and I are going to go out on the water, Mark is going to go wash his hands, Jay is going to go do breakfast, Pearl whatever, called Silver Pines. You know how she is. Then Maddie, I think Kay thinks it's obnoxious that he always carries that metal detector, but I kind of like it. He almost found the body, so we all had to shoo him away, and I felt really bad. Mark left to go wash his hands, and then 100,000% spilled the beans about the body to Celia, who then, duh, is gonna go ahead and tell everybody about the Audi Bay in the Akeley. Then Jay showed up at breakfast like, Uh, what the fuck, kid? Can you not tell all the children that there's a dead body? Except, I think he was a lot nicer about it and Mark went off to do ropes. Then Kay took me out to the lake and I was kind of nervous-y, excited-y to talk to her about my feelings and I don't know, just figure this whole like us thing out. But she yelled at me. I'd rather be wishy-washy than a downer. That's not fair, she's, she's lovely. But anyway, I was so distracted, we couldn't find anything. So we hauled the boat back. Fail? Kay asked me to call Silver Pines and let them know we found the dead guy's ID, but I had to go to work after that. Mark brought some of the little kids, the tadpoles, to the ropes course, and honestly, it was really nice. One camper, I think her name was Deanna, got scared her first time up, but she was able to make it through and I was so proud of her. Mark gave me an orange poppy for good luck after that for some reason. Weird, he was in a decent mood until the barbecue. I was standing with the other counselors and Jay and Flora were talking super loudly about the body like they thought no one would hear. I almost jumped out of my skin when I turned around and saw the guy from Silver Pines walking up, but they shushed up in time. We told him we just found the wallet, but the guy had a weird look in his eye and asked if that was all that we found. I was trying to answer him, but then Pearl totally monopolized the conversation for no good reason. I told her that she needed to let me handle stuff, and I went to set up for the campfire. Kay showed up and kind of calmed me down. She's really great that way. I played ukulele with her by the fire. Uh, Under the stars, she was smiling. It was so flipping cool. It was the best night I had since becoming a counselor. Well, until later that night. 
I think it would go without saying that the other night was eventful to say the least. I try to take the good with the bad. Flora, the little sweetheart, really helped take the edge off the day by teaching me to make a little good luck charm. I have a funny feeling I'm gonna need this little guy. Flora also told me about her concern for Kay wanting to leave the camp. I think they've driven a wedge between each other, so she's hoping I can use some good old elbow grease to remove that wedge and get Kay to stay on board. Mark gave me cause for concern as usual, going out like a damn fool in the middle of a storm chasing after Pearl in her little hidey shack. He came back to camp looking worse for wear, all in a tizzy, saying he saw a body somewhere in the forest. Now, normally, I'd take this as some weak practical joke, but after what we saw that day, I was inclined to take him at his word. We went out into the forest to see what we could see, and what we found was most definitely something I won't be forgetting anytime soon. Pearl and Mark have a quiet understanding, so I'm not sure why Pearl wouldn't just go with him the first time. So I go, I literally bust down the door because Pearl is so damn stubborn and it wasn't safe for her out there. Mark and Jay went to find the hand and like the body, they said it was just gone. Instead, there were voices and things grabbing at them. When Pearl and I met up with them, the rain had turned into pools of blood somehow, and that's when I knew this would be my last year at camp. Okay, a camper is literally dragging me away from this letter. I love you. I'll be home before you know it. Okay. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Pearl, the ropes keeper, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Flora the Crafter, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I play Mark the Fresh Blood, and it's flippin' awesome to be here. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Old Jay, the Counselor, and it's good to be here. Hi, my name is Jillian. I play Kay, the Lifeguard. Clap once if you can hear me. Clap twice if you can hear me. Oh wait, this is an audio medium. You can hear me, I can't hear you. Welcome to Many Realms. Hello listeners, welcome back to our end of season one-shot extravaganza. We are playing a game today called Sleepaway by Jay Dragon, which is a belonging outside belonging game about summer camp and the horrible, horrible things that happen at this summer camp. It is a horror game. But what you just heard was the game we played off mic. So this game has a three act structure. So we played act one off mic just to get a feeling for the game. And we will be playing the next two acts, which is where all the juicy bits are for you here. Belonging Outside Belonging is a system that was created by Avery Alder and Benjamin Rosenbaum for their games Dream Askew and Dream Apart. It is a GM-less system about communities that are somehow outside the mainstream. My favorite part about it is the tagline, no dice, no masters. So <laughs> That is good. <laughs> in addition to everybody playing a character, 
Everybody also gets to control parts of the setting, which play the GM role uh, instead of one person. So we all get to push and pull the story in fun directions based on the environment we're in. And so you will hear some of that absolutely within this game as different parts of the, the summer camp and the strangeness and the magic of it uh, work to create conflict for our characters. I also want to talk about one feature of Sleep Away, which is the corkboard. It's sort of like a weird cross between like a conspiracy string board and like a summer camp like memory wall. So we have uh, post-it notes tacked to a corkboard here in the recording studio with different sketches of the characters we meet and the different areas in the camp of Toad's Hollow where we're playing. Throughout the game, we're going to do things like lay uh, playing cards on different parts of the scenery. More on that later. So we'll try to remember to describe what we're doing when we interact with the board, and we'll also upload lots of juicy corkboard pics online. Flora wakes up in her cabin. Um, Dawn is peeking through the pines. Flora is a, a gentle girl, quirky and a bit boisterous at times, uh, with a kind heart. Yesterday was a bit of a... a an event for her. It was a bit scary, but I think now she's feeling positive, optimistic about this new day, um, wants to track down her fellow counselors and see how they're doing. Maybe you wake up and we're not there and we're all in like the dining hall. I wonder if we're having like a pre-camp day counselor meeting. Maybe maybe we even like were talking and stopped talking when you walked in, like that worst feeling in the world. And I assume everybody is already there, but strangely enough, they all... Uh, look a little downtrodden, which I was very surprised about because, um, I mean, I know that we had some speed bumps yesterday, but uh, by the end of the day, by the barbecue, everybody seemed a tad brighter. So now I'm wondering what happened. Um, good morning. Mark uh, is going to pipe up first because he's eager to sort of project an aura of calm. Mark is the fresh blood class, so he is like a new counselor on the scene. He was a counselor in training before. Mark is small and scrawny and has kind of like a chip on his shoulder about that. He's really eager to please um, and also very sensitive to uh, real or imagined slights or criticisms. And he looks up when you come in, Flora, and says, Oh, uh, uh. Good morning, Flora. Uh, I'll sit down. After maybe a couple, like, ten seconds, you guys still aren't talking? Uh, well, Old Jay has not said anything yet, but Old Jay, uh, who has a giant mug that says, like, world's number one camper, he's a, he's much older than all the other counselors by, like, 20 years. He's, like, a man in his 40s. He's grizzled, largely unkept, you know, kind of has a big beard, kind of messy, longer hair, and his clothes always look like it's not the first day that he's worn them somehow, even after laundry day. And in terms of class, he's, he's the counselor, which is essentially just uh, a class that cares about all the other campers uh, excessively so. So he's extremely invested in the well-being of these little tykes running around at, at camp. Uh, but since he's shaken, he's just trying to take the edge off with some sunny side eggs, some sausage, and as I said, a cup of joe. I think, you know, Flora knows that um, if Jay were going to tell me, he would have said it already. Um, so I say, Pearly Pearl, who died? I mean, like, other than the guy who died Whoa. yesterday. <laughs> Pearl is the ropes keeper. She's a bit of a loner. She also hasn't really been talking to Flora very much this summer. We were close last summer, but had a bit of a falling out and 
I think you coming up to me and calling me Pearly Pearl. I react physically and I'm like, uh, I was just a late night last night. We're all so tired. Flora's not really, really getting a lot. Um, she's getting really frustrated. I'm gonna set my tray of food down very aggressively. Um, and the, the cutlery clatters and I'm kind of making a, a classic Flora scene. Well, if nobody's gonna tell me all the super fun or whatever you had last night, then I, why are we even having this stupid counselor's meeting if I'm the only one who's gonna talk? So about last night, Kay speaks up. Uh, Kay is the lifeguard. She's built like the captain of the swim team and uh, kind of broke up with Flora yesterday in a really bad way. So last night, well, you remember the body. It, it kind of happened again. The same body? I, I don't know. It wasn't... Did you say it was a hand, Mark? Uh, like a finger or like a, a hand finger, like bits. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, got it. Hand. But, but like in the in the mud swamp, not not on the lake. Oh, um, you all saw this body? No, uh, we, we didn't, but... We found Mark and Jay in a in the bog and it was bloody and terrible. Whoa, that's a lot to take in. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Flora's a little distrustful because I think one of you guys angered something. That's an interesting perspective. Do we um, know that you have magics? Question mark. You I know. definitely know because yes. our falling out was because I used the magics poorly and I think we got into a fight around the magic mm -hmm. yeah we definitely didn't agree with the way that it should be used mm -hmm. or I guess the way that it operates I guess other than Pearl like the magic is supposed to be something that we never really reveal or understand if it's really there or if it's um, like a series of crazy coincidences mm -hmm. um, so I will say that like while some of you might believe that the magic's real and that like Flora has that connection, I don't doubt that some of you would be like, Flora's kind of fucking baddie. Mark pipes up and he's like, Flora, do you, like, is there a way you can, like, find out what's happening? Do you know? Is there a way that you can know? Well, the magic is a finicky thing. We can't really command it in any way it has its own heart just like nature has its own heart and so for the the only way for us to get to know it better is to honestly explore further and have honest conversations with each other ourselves and hope that we <laughs> don't end up like that body okay that sounds like a no it was a yes oh well it sounded it was like a no shaped yes <laughs> mark i think you have a lot to learn about the magic because if you're nice to it it works Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so what happens if you're mean to the magic? Well, uh, you don't always know, but stuff like the dead body comes up. Stuff like another dead body comes up in the mud, and I think... Well, are you saying this was my fault? Because I was just, I was trying to help. Hey, I'm not saying it was anyone's fault. I mean, I'm not saying it was anyone's specifics fault. It's not like it's your fault that you found it, but I do think somebody is mistreating something out there and putting bad energies into the world. Otherwise, stuff like this doesn't happen. Kay rolls her eyes. You can say it, Flora. It's the frog witch. <laughs> the frog witch of Toad's Hollow. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> Now's not the time no, to No, Jay, I, I'm no, telling you right, it's no. true. There's a line. You saw her. There's a line. <laughs> bad energies, 
frog witches. It's not like I think the frog witch did this. I'm not like still 12, but like, you know, karmatic energies and, and good vibes really do matter. I think at this good, point- Good vibes. Yeah, do you know everything in the world? No, science doesn't either. I know that yesterday, well, the day before yesterday, I had seen a total of corpses. Well, there was three, maybe, but that was in a different environment. And then yesterday, I saw two in the course of 24 hours. That's what I know. Flora is just about ready to retort and basically say, like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. You put vibes out and people die. But I think I'd like to draw a card. Yeah, specifically, the move is described as inviting the Lindworm to act upon the group. The Lindworm is sort of the representation of all of the darkness or, like, malevolence that might affect the camp. And so when we draw the card, it's sort of like its influence is entering the scene. And it's not a character so much in the world. And it's like just uh, external universal force that we deal with is maybe the best way to describe it. Each of the suits and the numbers and the faces all are associated with different like symbols, motifs, themes. And then we as a collective group decide to place it on a person or a place and then interpret that as some sort of like chaos or sometimes a blessing uh, coming to the setting. So we've gotten the Jack of Hearts. I'm gonna give this to Pearl. Okay. The Jack of Hearts represents the tension of the coming storm, dark clouds gathering, sudden haunting realizations, uh, and we add a new motif of rain to the web. It's fucked up how good these are every time. Like they always fit in just, it's crazy. And this is a part of the game that I'm like not super clear on is how much the characters are like cognizant or like able to verbalize the idea of the Lindworm and like its presence in the camp. So I wonder if it is valid and true to the spirit of the game if this is a moment where Pearl like realizes you guys, what's happening is the Lindworm, it's back, dun, dun, dun. I mean, a dawning realization could be if Flora thinks maybe that mistreating magic is something that can cause this kind of reaction in the woods, that perhaps Flora thinks Pearl has been mistreating magic. So I think that could be perhaps the realization. Pearl has been kind of retreating into herself more and more and more throughout this entire thing, perhaps since she fell out with Flora last year. She thought she was making a new friend in Mark, and that has been a little bit iffy. It's cooled off, yeah. It's Yeah, so she's maybe even taken to using magic mm. and taken to kind of trying to do something that she doesn't really know how to deal, do. Mm-hmm. So maybe the realization is that she's triggered something in like her reclusion. Do you want to voice that to us or are you like, oh? Um, I don't think she would voice it out loud. I don't know if Flora would also maybe suspect her. Yeah, I think Flora might suspect her a bit, but like Flora's mind is always suspecting a million different things, right? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of going to like glaze over it if you're not going to talk about it. You can play it like against us. You can be like afraid of revealing it. You can yeah. be like embarrassed. You can be like, I can handle this myself because I'm Pearl, the ropes lady. Oh, you got a token for the Lindworm thing. I did. There are strong moves where you lose a token, regular moves where you keep your tokens, and weak moves where you get a token. So it kind of incentivizes the player to make poor decisions, and that will be a way to move the plot along. And you take a token to use a weak move, which is allow the woods to feel unsafe for me. And I go to Mark and say, you're, you're running 
ropes today. I have to, I need a day. I need to not for one day. Are you, are you sure it's, it, the bullfrogs are on ropes today. Those courses are pretty high. I haven't even done all of them. You can definitely handle it. Uh, okay, sure. I think what I want to do to put a button on this scene, which is like kind of a, a downer, I've grabbed the camper's uh, setting element and I'm going to use the move, remind everyone what they're fighting for. The bullfrogs have noticed that the counselors are late running their daily meeting. And um, in an act of like initiative, they've gathered up the frogs and the tadpoles and they're all coming in and marching into breakfast by themselves, organized, like tidy, ready to go. And they're singing one of the camp songs and they're really excited to start the day um, because they love being here and they love all their counselors. What's Jay up to? Being old or just old? (laughs) No D. Maybe you spend like the morning going around, like poking your head in activities, making sure counselors are doing their jobs. I'm interested in that conversation that you told Flora that you would have with Kay about like encouraging her to stay at the camp. Totally, yes, yes. Um, In my rounds, I obviously would probably go around to the lovely uh, lake and perhaps then, yes, a scene would be that conversation with Kay of trying to convince her to stay on board with the camp and not leave all of us behind. Breakfast is delicious. It's amazing. Everyone has their favorite greasy spoon dishes. The campers set out. Uh, Dawn has gone away, stopped peeking through uh, the forest and instead is now above it. Later in the day, uh, Old Jay saddles up uh, as part of his rounds over at the lake next to Kay. Uh, The campers are staying rather shallow. Maybe it's a bit cold in the water and they're kind of like, why are we even here? Like, I don't want to swim, it's too cold. So Kay's not working too hard today and I take that opportunity to inquire as to why she wants to leave the camp. Hey, Kay, how's it How's it going? Good, you know, after it rains, the lake always gets cold, so the kids aren't aren't uh, feeling very adventurous today. You know, it's, it's kind of spitting right now. It's looking like, uh, like it's gonna, that, that rain's gonna keep coming in soon. Uh, you're gonna be out of a job, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you... What? You can swim in the rain. You're like already wet. Well, I mean, it's a little bit of a, a safety hazard, you know, especially if it well, starts to get. Well, of course, you can't. You, know, you can't swim in the storms. Absolutely, that is like a clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, what I'm saying is, I feel it in my bones that it's a it's a storm, not just a, a light rain. That's that's what's going. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Not really why I'm here, Kay. Uh, you know, the word on the dirt road is that you're thinking of uh, high-tailing it out of here. High-tailing it? Yeah. What? Sorry, uh, leaving. That you're gonna leave the camp. You're gonna, you're gonna get out of here. You're gonna leave all of us behind. Why is that? Damn it, Flora. Uh, I, I don't want you to think that I don't wanna be here, but it's also complicated and I'm here because I need to be here. At the same time, like I, I get, I, I, I don't know where else to go if it's not here, cause it can't really be home. Like I said, it, it's complicated. Okay, well let's unpack that a little bit. You, I'd you'd... rather not. Well, 
fair, but you know, as you, you already said, I gotta, you know, you gotta give me something to relay back to Flora. She's very concerned about you. Oh, so you're a messenger, and she can't talk to me herself. Yeah, to my understanding, you two had a bit of a falling out, and she did ask me, I mean, full disclosure, to come have a little bit of a conversation. Yeah, she doesn't under, like, she can't say what she means, so now she's sending someone else to say what she means. Why can't she just, like, face me? Well, you know what they say, don't shoot the messenger. Um, I'm just here to try and get, I care too, okay? All right? I'm also here for myself, not just for Flora. When I hear that, I get concerned. I want to make sure that everything's okay with you. So you can have your little thing with Flora, that's fine, and I'll stay out of that. But, you know, old Jay here is just trying to figure out what what he can do to make Kay feel more comfortable at her home away from home. Can you make it stop pooling blood? I'm can gonna you, have a look into that, yeah. Uh, yeah, can you make dead bodies not show up in my lake? I would. I would very much prefer that to be the case, yes. But in terms of just comfort, you know, I mean, what's you got prefer? You, you like you want beans? Uh, you want goulash tonight? Is that gonna make you feel better? No, I'm not very good at this whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm really trying though. I'm really trying. You know, you can you can tell me stuff, uh, and then and then I'm gonna use uh, the lake move to feed the waves, and I'm gonna feed the waves a camper. Ah. <laughs> oh my god. A camper gets washed away. Who? Uh, Deanna dips her toe into the water and is like, oh, actually, you know what? Everyone sucks. It's not that cold. I'm going to go in. And so she just kind of runs in. And then she's like, oh, wait, this is actually too cold. And she kind of freezes up and like she, she, she can't move very well. And then she kind of just gets pushed into the into the water and there she is flapping away trying to stay afloat three whistle blasts clear the zone uh k is like already jumping into the water i want to in conjunction with whatever you do have the limb act upon her Ooh, king of hearts the king of hearts is the joyful release of rain running free on the field old friends coming home add a new minor character to the web tell me what you think about this but k jumps in to save Deanna, and she sees flailing. She seems sees arms flailing, and she picks up this kid, and it's not Deanna. It's another kid. Maybe a kid who didn't come back a few summers ago, but, like, they're the same age they were last time we saw him. Hmm, yeah, I like that. Maybe, like, a kid that used to be a camper with Mark, and so you would think that, like, when you pull them back out, they would be Mark's age, but they're still... What, like, like a little 13. kid? So uh, like not Chris. <laughs> so it's Chris. So we're just like transmogging Deanna. <laughs> I think what happens is Deanna goes under and is thrashing around, and the person I pull out of the thrashing is not her. It's Chris. Survival mode is like, get the thrashing body out of the water. I don't even think she realizes it's not Deanna until the kid is, like, on the dock. Wait, uh, Jay? Yeah? Who, who went under? I thought, I, I, I thought, I thought I saw Deanna go under. This is, this is, this is Chris. Maybe Jay didn't see Deanna. Maybe it's just something that you saw, because I was busy talking to you. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
What do you What do you mean you saw the end? I I saw her. I saw her go under. She's so small. She's like a she's a tadpole, you know. Uh, and Chris 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 hasn't been here in I don't know like th- three years. I thought, Chris, Chris, are you okay? Chris is staring up at you, wide-eyed. He looks confused. It looks like there's something in his mouth. Okay, does the necessary first aid to investigate. You hook your finger around something and pull it out. It is a bright orange poppy. But after you pull it out, he's still not talking. Although it seems like his breathing is a bit easier. Jay, why don't you take Chris to the first aid office and I will get everybody out of the lake. Yeah, yeah, of course. Come on, on, Chris. I'll I'll get you patched up. Pearl's taking the day off, right? Uh, Pearl is like being a curmudgeon wandering around main camp. And since she's not hiding in her woods today and not sure where to go or where to be. So she's just like out in the open and trying to put on a brave face when campers are like, why aren't you at the ropes? I feel she's got like tank top, Long sleeve t-shirt, flannel, and sweater. Oh yeah, all of it. She also has a hat and one of those knitted headbands as well. Flora wants to talk to Pearl. I don't know how to open this conversation, so um, (laughs) I'm gonna see you like walking maybe towards the mess hall and I know you're about to round the corner. So I'm gonna race ahead and coolly lean against it and wait for you to come by. Get out of my way, I'm getting something to eat. Wait. To eat? Yes, wait to eat. You're fine. I mean, sorry. Um, you know, I didn't mean to call you Pearly Pearl. I know you didn't, I know you never liked it. I just, you know, I think it's cute. It's never been cute. <laughs> well, it's cute to at least half of us. Great. I love a 50% <laughs> success rate. I'm going to take a strong move. So I'll lose a token. Okay. And two of my strong moves, we're kind of combining these. One is have a conversation defined by pure honesty. Um, and... The way I'm going to do that is ask, does your character know I care? So I'm going to take this time to say, like, very genuinely, which, you know, Flora's got a very manic energy, so you don't always, like, she is always being genuine, but it's very easy to not feel like it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, This time, I think, you do feel it. So I do know you care? Yeah, and I want to say, I know that, like, things are kind of not the same, and they're probably never going to be the same with us, and that's okay. Um... You were kind of uh, stubborn too sometimes, you know? But even if things change, I still really care about you a lot just as a person. Um, I think there's a light in you. I think that's why the magic is drawn to you too. And anytime that you're feeling something, some sort of turmoil in yourself, some sort of bad energy, I, I wanna be here to help you confront that. Well, that's all very nice. This whole summer so far, you've been off hanging out with Kay, I guess. So I haven't wanted to bug you. I didn't want to be getting your way, you know? All this stuff. I'm a little scared. I don't know what's... I I don't want to go back to the woods. I, I always want to go back to the woods. You do. Always. What are you thinking? You know, I think there's a lot of chaos in everyone's hearts this year. Um, for one reason or another. And I think while I don't really know how to fix that, I do have a direction that we should be going in and that's to unify each other against 
Do we know the lindworm is a thing? Yes. I think Flora, as a character, as, like, the magic crafter, might have, like, the most um, belief or, like, drive to name that, if that makes sense. That's true, yeah. You know, as a group, as a group that's deeply connected both to each other and the woods, we have to be unified and, and attack it head on and just untangle this mess. I think you're right about this year, everyone having a lot of chaos in their hearts. I don't know. I feel like this place feels less like a like an oasis than it has in past years. I wonder if um, if we've lost our faith in the woods and in the camp and need to get something back to stop all this. Mm, okay, Flora. Flora's very happy with the outcome of this conversation. I don't have to make it up because this is an audio medium, but I'm going to put my hand out signifying that like I want to do our old handshake. Okay. No, you have to describe it. Uh, There's like a lot of fingers involved. I'll leave the rest up to your imagination. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get food together. Yeah, and then we go, we go get lunch. Yeah. Should we check in with Mark? Mark is at the ropes course and He is running a session for the Bullfrogs, which is like the oldest set of campers who are honestly maybe only a couple of years younger than Mark himself, which is hashtag awkward. He is trying to do his best to uh, maintain the sort of order and command that Pearl has when she runs the reps course. To start, like, I think it's fine. No one doesn't respect Mark as a counselor, probably, or at least like no one's going to try to do any crazy shit. So he pops into Pearl's shack. And he knows everything about the ropes, but he still um, pulls out from under a, like, shoe box somewhere a battered old, like, rope safety and you manual that he kind of pages through as the bullfrogs walk up and he's handing out their safety gear. And he's feeling okay. He's feeling confident. So I want to start the scene by um, leading people together, which is I'm going to start by saying, okay, we're going to do these ropes courses. I kind of uh, suit myself up and I go, I'm going to just do a quick run through to make sure I've got everything down and then I'll help you guys through it. I start climbing by myself first just to like show them through the course, but kind of as a way to sort of calm myself down about it. So Mark, we decided that you were using the ropes course um, in like maybe your final year as a, as a camper to kind of escape your... Yeah, Mark sort of had like a bummer summer last year and he was feeling really awkward about like puberty and maturity and responsibility and hair in weird places. So he uh, spent that summer hanging out a lot on the ropes as like an exercise thing and also for like the kind of quiet isolation that Pearl's company provides. So he's pretty confident with the ropes, although these are bullfrog ropes, which he only like kind of completed doing that last summer. I think when you're up there and you look down, the ground seems like hazy or unclear. It, it feels like you can't see the the bottom. And I, I think you kind of flash back to some of those memories of needing to be here from feeling all that hurt. Okay. Mark freezes up on the ropes. And instead of kind of slowly and carefully walking through his demonstration, he starts like trembling with his hands on the braces there. And he's uh, looking down to the campers, but because the ground seems so distant and so hazy, he can barely see them or even make them out. And he's sort of calling to them 
uh, trying to maintain like a chipper tone. Like, are you all looking? Because if you can't see me, then I can't see you and that all that. But he realizes that it, the voice is like coming out more of like a strained whisper, like everything Mark says. And I think when he looks up again, uh, covered in kind of a cold sweat, he sees that some of the bullfrogs have like started up the ropes to help him, which makes him feel like totally miserable. Like they're coming because they think he's like a wuss who can't even do the ropes course that he's trying to teach them on. So he looks back and he says, yep, just um, just uh, just just finishing up. And he's going to uh, sort of try to power through the rest of the ropes course. I think Mark will spend one of his tokens on a strong move, which is to do something you didn't think you were capable of doing. And he's going to sort of try to keep his cool at least long enough to get down back to the base of the course and then kind of turn to the rest of the bullfrogs and say, yep, and uh, you need to stop and take a breather, you know? It can be uh, thin air when it's so high. So you, you can do that if you want, um, but you don't have to also. Uh, is everyone uh, ready to, to go, campers? Campers, let me, let me hear you, campers. Let me hear you, bullfrogs. Bullfrogs! Bullfrog. Thank you. That's, wait, no, what did bullfrogs sound like? Well, not like a sheep. <laughs> so you might have to go back to, okay, that's that's pretty good, Janie. Yeah, I like that one. I think uh, Mark is going to take a quick little lap around the whole ropes area to sort of catch his breath. Uh, he's pretty sure that the bullfrogs, once they've started, can kind of go through and he's right nearby if they need him. I think one instinct, maybe, tell me how you feel about this, is like kind of poking through Pearl's shack and and thinking like, what does she keep out here that she's like so obsessed with? Mm. And like, why is she being so weird lately? So I think maybe he's gonna uh, invade your privacy. Sure. And uh, uh, root around the shack. I don't know what he would find. So I think honestly you find just like a toothbrush and like shampoo and con- like, just like things that she would keep at the cabin, her clothes. Just kidding. I know exactly what I find. Oh. I have a move. Find something old and forgotten by the other players. I find a Polaroid photograph of you and Flora. You had it on your wall and then at some point it like came untacked and just like got stuck in a floorboard crack. Um, And I fished it out while I was looking through your little shitty shack. There are item cards also and I have one now. What is the picture of Eli? We're in the crafting building. Um, and we're doing this like maybe metal, maybe shrinky dink type, like make your own jewelry. (laughs) We both made these crappy will break in two days bracelets, um, that we swapped and like mine says pearl and hers says Does it say pearl or does it say pearly pearl? (laughs) (laughs) It says pearly and then pearl like crossed out the Y and it's from when we were campers. Oh, so we're like really young. We're like... Maybe like 11. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we both still have braces. I think that there is something like haunted about, like quite literally haunted about this photograph. It's a haunted photograph. So I am going to (laughs) tap myself in the face metaphorically by drawing a card on myself and see what this photograph like does. Seven of clubs. Secrets, old objects emerging from the undergrowth. Campers saw the lindworm and won't talk about it. Who? You hear a knock on the door of the shack. I answer it. Um, one of the bullfrogs is there holding Deanna's hand and she's soaking wet. Deanna's sobbing. J- Jennifer, oh my heck, what happened? I got down from the ropes and 
I saw her just by a tree, soaked to the bone. I don't know. I don't even know where she would have gotten the sweat out all the way out here. And Deanna is sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. I uh, squat down to get on her level, like Jay taught me to do when talking to little campers. And I say, Deanna, did, did you fall in the creek? Are you okay? I was, it was a swim. I was with Kay. She was teaching me front crawl and then I lost. I don't know. I felt a tug or then I was here. I don't, I don't know how. I don't. You're, you're here by yourself? Are the other tadpoles here? Is Kay here? I was swimming. It was swim class. Yeah, but how? Okay, uh, 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 thank you for telling me what happened, Deanna. I'm glad you're okay. It's, I don't see, it seems like you're okay. So why don't we go back to the infirmary? And, uh, also I have a starburst in my pocket. Would you like it? What color? Yellow, which I think is like neutral, like in the starburst spectrum is a neutral one. I like yellow. Good, good, good. Okay, here you go. She eats the yellow starburst. Yellow, by the way, is my favorite. Oh, fuck yeah. I think I get a point for that in this game. <laughs> um, Jennifer, th- thank you so much. Uh, you, you did a really good job. Thank you for bringing uh, Deanna to me. How How is everyone on the ropes? Yeah, we just worried about Deanna. Um, maybe Jennifer also looks a little rattled. Like there's something in her eye behind her, like calm demeanor. She's trying to be a CIT, so she's... Oh, remaining classic. calm. But she, like, you can see, like, there's a little bit of panic behind her eyes. I scoop Deanna up and kind of, like, rest her on my hip very clumsily, and she's, like, heavier than I kind of thought she was as good. And I follow Jennifer back out to where everyone is on the uh, ropes course, or, like, haven't come yeah, off it. you see everyone's kind of down, and when they see you show up, they, you know, they were whispering amongst each other, and they stopped talking. Bullfrogs, let me hear you croak. Celia, who had had this conversation with Mark before, and is part of the whispering, is like, I'm gonna speak up. Did Deanna say the zombie in the water too? What? This is loud enough for all the campers Uh, here, so like, Jennifer heard this. Sorry, zombie? Celia, I don't think that we, Yeah, Mark told me that there was a zombie that came out of the water and he wasn't even wearing a bathing suit. Yesterday, um, somebody somebody else from the crowd goes, you never said it was a zombie, you just said it was a naked man. I thought it had gills. Ew, a naked man? Okay. Ah. Bullfrogs, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, hands on my hips. And you know what that means, bullfrogs? Fingers on your lips. Mark's weak move is to try to explain to a camper and get it all wrong, which I love. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna take it again and uh, put myself, I'll reclaim the, the uh, token that I spent. And I'm going to um, set down Deanna because I've put my hands on my hips. Now, bullfrogs, I know everyone's heard a lot of stuff about things that may or may not have occurred on camp property or off camp property. It doesn't matter. Okay. What does matter is that we are the bullfrogs of Toad's Hollow. And look, it's like, okay, it's like, everyone just needs to calm down and be quiet and just sort of stay in in line, okay? And then nothing bad is gonna happen to anyone. 
And it definitely comes off like a lot more like threatening and rude than gentle or like explaining. And so like, everyone just sort of like, shut up. You don't talk about this. We don't talk about this. We don't need to be talking about this. We need to be doing the ropes course. Okay. That's why we're here. A kid has had his hand up the whole time. Yes, Aaron. So like, what do we do if there, if, if there is a zombie? What, what do we do? Die. If you see a zombie, if you see the frog witch, if you see a Dracula. Frog witch? I'm just saying. Dracula? I'm just saying, if you see those things, which may or may not be real on or off camp property, it doesn't matter. You, you come and get your counselor. You get me. Thank you. Jennifer, I will say, saw some. She noticed something interesting. And instead of whispering in like a little whisper group, like little whisper f- f- cats, she came over to the shack and she let me know, the counselor of the situation, what I was supposed to do. Okay, another one has their hand up. And multiple hands are rising. Yes, Fatima. <laughs> um... When, when we go to bed at night, uh, we go away from the counselors, so are you, what? Fatima? I don't want to sleep in the cabin anymore. Bullfrogs, what, is, what does every cabin have one of at the table at the front of the room? A, a phone. phone. Well, it's a walkie-talkie, but yeah. Uh, another hand goes up. Yes, Orson. Here's the thing, though. My mom, I watch a lot of horror movies, and... Every time I watch a horror movie, a phone line gets cut, like, every time. So, I mean, if some zombie Dracula toad person was going to murder us all, then then they'd cut the phone line. So that doesn't help. I don't know if you can cut a walkie-talkie line. You can't, you can't cut through the frequencies of the air. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, impervious to, to human no, blades. No, zombies, they can, like, they have powers. Okay. They can what s- kind of powers do no, zombies No, I don't. Zombies, bullfrogs. Zombies, I thought they were really slow and easy to bullfrogs shoot. Bullfrogs have zombies. Zombies can take fingers to your lips. Uh... I think it's been a really great day at the ropes course. I think we're going to have an early lunch on this one. Is Pearl coming back tomorrow? I'm going to go ahead and say after today, it's going to be 100% yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's going to take a little bit of a breather. I have this uh, photo tucked in my pocket. I scoop Deanna back up and I'm really rattled. And I start walking the bullfrogs back to the cabins for lunch. And on the way, I am sort of like head down suffering. (laughs) And um, (laughs) as I look around, I see that there are more orange poppies than usual. Maybe it's all the rain, but I'm seeing flashes of orange in like the trees uh, way more often than I normally would on a given day. Kay cleared the swimming area and sent the campers off so that she could go handle the emergency. Yeah, I think we were coming up on lunchtime, so maybe they're just off to the meal hall under, like, Maddie's supervision. Yeah, who was definitely the other lifeguard on duty. So Kay goes over to the infirmary to make sure that Chris is okay. What's the infirmary like? Is it new and clean? Is it like rustic campy? Like we just have like first aid kits piled up At on a shelf? At the camp I went to, there was a camp nurse who like slept in the, we called it the health center. Okay. And it was half like a little nicer than the cabin 
apartment sort of thing and half a couple hospital beds for kids to stay on if they needed to. Could this be a new minor character that we can like bat about like a ball of yarn because we don't really have enough of those? Yeah. So this is like nurse. Your nurse. Oh, there was there was nurse Heath. That was one of them. Love it. Hi, nurse Heath. What uh, seems to be the problem? Uh, well, uh, Jay would have brought Chris around uh, a little bit ago. I, I draw the curtain back, and he's he's tending to Chris. Oh well, uh, you just you didn't even miss him, dear. Oh good. Um, okay, is is he okay? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. No, he's. I mean, he hasn't really said much, uh, but it seems okay. He's just sleeping away right now, a little plum-tuckered after nearly drowning. How are you doing, Kay? The adrenaline's kind of still going. <laughs> haven't crashed yet. Um, yeah, I just, I need everybody to be okay. We're all, we're all good on this front, I, you know. Uh, it's... I think I think Chris is gonna pull through just fine, so you don't have to worry there. Chris starts shifting in his bed um, while you're talking. Nurse Heath is like, "Oh my, uh, his his temperature is going up by the minute." I push open the infirmary door. Me, it's Mark. Hey everyone, it's Mark, and I have. Deanna still on my hip and I've taken her to the infirmary. She has like a towel wrapped around her that I scored out of uh, Pearl Shack, but like she's still like soaking wet. Like she soaked through the towel and like water is still dripping onto the floor around us as though she is like still somehow being fresh pulled from the lake. Like she's still so, so wet. It's been so many minutes since we found her. And Chris sits up like straight in his bed when she walks in the room. Uh, Nurse Heath, uh, I've got a just a, a, a very wet, camper here so maybe she could just uh take she's fine she thinks she's fine i think she just might need like you know like a little little lollipop and like a a boo-boo kind of situation yeah she she was over at the ropes cage jennifer said that uh she was swimming that morning yeah jay didn't i say that i saw deanna go under yeah you certainly said that yeah no she's right here she was at the ropes course deanna and chris are making like (laughs) <laughs> ridiculous eye contact. They are neither of them are blinking. I'm gonna make the lindworm do stuff. Four of spades. Time to fight campers. Uh, this does say dance with me. Cut five strings on the cork board, leaving a clean line through the web. We don't have string on our cork board. Is dance with me um, thing starting to like levitate in the infirmary and move around? Poltergeisty. Sure. Yeah. What's levitating? All the sharp objects. Jay. What guys? Do you see that? Uh, that I'm seeing it, but I don't believe it. Deanna's screaming. Nurse Heath, can you turn down the extremely powerful fans? That must be in this room somewhere. Nurse Heath has fainted. Oh, jeez. No help. But Chris, he's going to lunge towards Deanna. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm going to try to scoop Deanna. Oh, she's so wet. Okay, <laughs> um, little help. Get Deanna out of here. At this point, I'm going to take a strong move to reinterpret the limbworms play in a way that protects the campers. So everything's floating around, all these sharp objects and a syringe filled with, I don't know what, I'm not a medical dude, uh, sticks into Chris and he immediately just slumps back down into the bed, unconscious and everything that was previously in the air just plops to the ground. I scream. 
We have to wake up Nurse Heath. He just got injected with, it could be like anything, like uranium or or uh, Ninja Turtle slime. Yeah, Mark, um, get Deanna out of here and get her someplace warm. Can you make a fire? Yeah. Is Deanna, Deanna, are you okay? How are you feeling? He was going to hurt me. We're, we're not going to let that happen, hon. Get him out of here, she's pointing at Chris. He doesn't belong here. Well, now every camper at Toad's, Toad's Hollow does belong here. Even if we do get into disagreements sometimes. All right, Mark, 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 Mark. Sorry, Dana, yeah. why why doesn't Chris belong He's here? not a camper. Look at him. He wasn't here yesterday. He wasn't here yesterday, actually. He wasn't here this whole summer. Or the summer before that. He was here the summer before that. I'm going to take Deanna to, uh, I guess we'll get uh, lunch. You need to wake up Nurse Heat, though. She just fell over, yeah. Yeah, she fainted and fell. I'll give her a little, little shake. She wakes up, I think, in a panic, and she's like, oh, is everyone okay? What just happened? Yeah, no, everyone's fine. Uh, you just, you got a little uh, heated there, and uh, you fainted, knocked over some things, as you can see. Um, I think at this point, Chris wakes up again. He's calm this time. Nothing's floating, and he runs out of the infirmary. What's Flora doing? I think I want it to be like Flora discovers something awful. On Deanna's bed, there is a dead squirrel. And in with the blood in the white sheets, it says, for you, with a little heart. Aww. And Flora's freaking the fuck out. Doesn't Why are want you to... in like the tadpole cabin? You could be doing rounds. I was doing rounds, obviously. Making sure that they're all at lunch. Yeah, you know, like Mara really likes skipping crafts. And so I, and I couldn't find her, so I just went looking for her. Okay, you're alone and isolated and just found something spooky. Guess what? <laughs> Let's draw a card. Two of clubs. Uh, jolted awake, reality melting. Campers having nightmares during the day, who? You hear someone cry out uh, in the cabin with you. And you turn around and the other half of the room uh, the other like six or seven tadpole beds are now suddenly full of sleeping tadpoles. Even though it's mid afternoon, the sun is still streaming through the windows. They're all thrashing in their sleep and they're screaming and wailing and moaning. And they're crying out for help. But they're asleep. Yeah, they're talking in their sleep. I'm gonna go to the nearest one and try to soothe them. You um, put your hands on this tadpole on little uh, um, Alfred and uh, your hands come away soaking wet, even though the bed seems dry. It seems like almost slippery to the touch. And I pull my hand away and I feel like this is blood. It's blood. Oh my God, there's blood. Oh my God. Is this squirrel blood or is this, um, okay. You wanna look at uh, the all, squirrel? All, all the campers start making frog croaking noises. And you can ah. see under from under the covers where their heads are tucked in, like, expansions yeah. like oh, their throat no. this yeah. is a fucking horror game it's yeah. fine they're ex- like their throats are expanding like they have like frog like vocal sacks they're like yeah. bulging out my magic centers around runes i will write a rune for general protection on the floor with the blood mm-hmm. i think this rune is a little bit weaker because it's like because i don't know the nature of it i can't um protect myself or protect the campers against something specific the rune kind of looks like fire maybe like three prongs coming outward from the ground. And I think it works. The campers have all calmed down, except for one. Um, one seems to get be getting worse. Um, maybe all of this like negative energy has been redirected to this one tadpole who is like burning hot to the touch, um, still soaking, soaking red. 
and I'm screaming and panicking. And even if I'm screaming, the, the kids aren't waking up, which is strange, but I don't have time for that right now. So I pick up this kid, Owen, and he is, you know, not awake yet, but still like, what's the word? Swollen like a frog, breathing heavily. I don't know if this kid's gonna live. And I sprint my way to the infirmary holding this kid. Uh, I see Chris running out for some reason, don't have time for that either. I see Deanna making her way out and I'm shaken. Uh, guys, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, uh, Owen, it's just, this just happened. I don't know, somebody please come take a look. Um, Kay, CPR? Is she holding Owen? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering because we did like, we're doing like the reality thing, right? Is it like, oh, like is a she piece actually of holding like, like, Owen like, or, or is she, she, was she hallucinating something? Is she or, holding like the dead squirrel? Is that, that's what it is? I'm holding the dead squirrel? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're like cradling it like it's a baby. Yeah, I'm bawling and my tears are mixing with the blood and making it this like pale pink as it drips onto the <gasps> tile of the infirmary. I, you cannot console me. I am, I'm manic. Uh, uh. Please, 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 Jay. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to do this. I mean, I, I didn't even do it. I just came in there and then, and then this happened. All the, all the campers were like this. Whoa, all right, what's, what's going on here? Why are you, what are you saying? I don't know, I just. In through the nose, out through the mouth. <sighs> Okay. I take a moment to reset her. I see it's a squirrel now. It's just a squirrel, Flora. Ah! It's like, a, it's like a cut up. It's like mutilated. Yeah. yeah. Concern what? has been replaced by disgust. I throw this away and it hits the wall. What has gotten into you? Jay? Oh boy. There are truly some angry forces at work. This is This is this like karma. What, what, are you, what are you trying to do here? Jay, this was Owen a moment ago. It was. And, you know, you can think I'm crazy and that's fine, but do you want to see other campers dead? No, I don't either. So let's fix this thing. Dead, dead campers. Dear, you don't sound quite like yourself. Would dead you want to sit down and have a glass of water? It's me, Nurse Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's dead? This... This was Owen two seconds ago. Owen. No, Owen's was... overeaten. All right. Now look, I'm I'm not trying to say that that you're you're out of your mind or anything, but I am saying that you need to take a load off. All right. Maybe go get some food in your belly, get some shut eye. I'm sure that you lost a lot of sleep last night. I, I just I'm not trying to come off too strong here. Just uh, you're you're kind of you're kind of freaking me out right now. I've got a roll of unflavored rice crackers. They always sit on my stomach when I'm feeling upset. You're welcome to them, of course you are. First of all, Jay gets a token because people get a token every time they question my eccentric worldview. Oh. <laughs> or vivid hallucinations. Sure. Yeah. But no, no, I'm convinced something strange is afoot. Whatever, you don't have to believe me. Other people do. Where did Chris go? I really, I think you should stay here for the li for a little bit. Just in case, like, you guys are crazy and I'm not crazy. I'm going to pick up this dead squirrel again. Like, what if it turns back into Owen? And run, I'm running out of the infirmary with it. I'm oh, going to find no. Chris. Whoa, okay. you've lost no. your mind. <laughs> That's not great. I'll, I'll chase after her. Is any of the cast in the meal hall right now? Yeah, I am. Okay, I think that Chris should burst into the meal hall. 
and he's probably looking worse for wear. Probably some of these campers know who he is, and is like, Chris, Chris. There's a mix. Are you coming back with you? Yeah, yeah, like mixed reactions. Not to mention he's like not talking. And then I think in addition to that, we should do like a limb worm. Yes. Thing upon his entrance. Can we do it on him? Is that a thing? Yeah, Is that happening? Right Maybe do it on the on the meal hall. Queen of diamonds. Fog obscuring. People missing within the heavy mists. Oh, in the place. That'd be sweet. So does Chris open the door and the rain, when he bursts the door open, like it's raining so hard that it's like- a bunch of fog starts rolling in behind him. So then I think he pushes open the door and like all of the windows fly open too, which are on like every side. Very dramatic. So, So Chris pushes the doors open and mist and rain roll in through all of the windows and doors. Nobody can see anything. Pearl. Yeah, Pearl is- jumping to action right away like her it's just her and maddie in here i guess how how obscured is her vision like can she see how many how far around her barely in front of her barely in front of her so she's like calling out for the camper she was talking to or like sitting at a table with so like maybe it was fatima orson like does she hear anything no okay she's pushing through um now going towards the door you bang your knee against an empty table it hurts ow so now she's limping. Yeah. And does she find anyone? She's like searching and she's searching for bodies, like just pushing with her hand, arms out in front of her. The dimensions of the room seem to have changed. You know that it's a straight line from the back of the meal hall where your little council table is to the front of the meal hall, where there's the door to the outside. You've been walking for like a minute and a half, slowly, sure, but you have not come to the other end of the room yet. You just see more empty tables. I'm calling for Maddie. I'm calling for Mara. I'm calling for... There's a cop behind you. Celia. I spin around. It's Chris. Chris? Chris? I haven't even... I didn't even know Chris was back. Chris? Wait, what's happening? What... How did you get here? You hear the sound of kitchen metal clattering as it raises somewhere in the distance of the meal hall. Um, that gets my attention. And Chris goes to answer you and opens his mouth. And he just, he leaves it just ajar for many moments until eventually you see a little spring of a frog come onto his tongue and then jump towards you. All right, so she screams and I think- If you scream, you scream and you open your mouth and the frog tries to climb into your mouth. Oh God, no! You scream though, don't you? I do scream. The frog goes into my mouth. Do I like? How big is this frog? You know Tom Holland. The the (laughs) (laughs) Tom Holland always looks like he has a frog in his mouth. You're serving some Tom Holland to the judges. I think I swallow the frog and run. I get the fuck out of there. Yeah, the door's right in front of you. You open the door into a uh, overcast afternoon. The non-tadpole, non-bullfrog frogs are playing uh, foursquare on the field. I'm very wet. You're very wet. And I walk up to you with a uh, wet, wet kid. Just soaking. My whole shirt down to my shorts is just <laughs> drenched. The cantrip drench was cast on me. P- Pearl, are you okay? You look a little pale. Was it raining a second ago? Uh... Might have been spitting a little bit. I don't know. Have you seen Chris? Yeah, we took him to the infirmary, but then he left. Uh, did he come here? I saw him. If I look in the dining hall, is he still there? No sign of him. No. Can I introduce the like very strange phenomenon that the dining hall is fully empty? The kids disappeared. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's not like you were hallucinating and um, now the kids have left. It's like 
there are no more bullfrogs in the camp. Oh, yeah, I think they should that the mist comes and with it all the kids are actually factually gone. And of act two, the campers are gone. Every act ends with a ritual, and these rituals exist both within the fiction and slightly adjacent to it as a means for emotional closure. In your dreams, the world shakes, rattles, rumbles, and roars as the grass and rocks of the tallest point on the tallest mountain begin to stir, and the beast's back begins to arch. The campground is thrown into chaos as a knobbled hill erupts with talons and flame, and the beast's limbs begin to thrash. How do you keep the thrice eldest asleep? Some say with a song, you stand at the precipice of the awakening of the doom of the world. The future holds many threats, but for now, there's only the slumbering beast. Use this duel when you need to get wisdom from the slumbering beast and keep it asleep. It occurs while all of you sleep, perhaps passing out from exhaustion while fleeing the lindworm. How do we calm it down? Choose one to describe with an unexpected metaphor. Your body as it stirs in your sleep, the eyes of the beast, the scales of the beast, rumbling hills, flames, the cataclysm, what its awakening means to you. In my dreams, the scales of the beast are like glass, reflecting and refracting my dreams, my hopes, and the faces of all of my friends, the counselors, the campers. As the glass glints and gleams in the light, They come further and closer to me at the same time. The slumbering beast consumes a motif card on the corkboard, burn it. I'm going to take the frog witch card off the corkboard because at this point we know that whatever's happening is more serious than any old superstition. That image of the frog witch is maybe a way for us to understand what is actually going on here, but it's becoming too real and too close to us for it to be a helpful image anymore. I'm not going to burn it, but I'm going to rip it up into the microphone for ASMR tinglos. Take a moment and talk about a dream you've had, perhaps in real life, perhaps as your character. Uh, I had a dream months ago when I was reapplying to be a counselor, and I dreamt that the answer was no. And... Uh, instead, I, I moved to a different city and I got a new job. I was, I was coaching um, like a, a swim team and it was uh, safe. <laughs> like I, I kind of I missed being at camp, but um, I felt like for the first time I could see myself having a, a new home away from home. The only one left is to sing a fragment of a lullaby. If you're handing Deanna off to me, mm-hmm. me and her soaking wet, head to a cabin, or even maybe even head back to my shack, because that's maybe where I'm most comfortable and I have some kind of connection with this kid. Mm-hmm. So I like tuck her in and sing a lullaby to her there to help her get to sleep and finally get some rest. Guten Tag, wenn gut nacht, bitte frozen, bedacht, if Anna Joy doesn't know all of the words of this song in German. 
I think, think it's calming down. down. I couldn't believe my eyes. Or my wet, wet hands. As I stared into the campfire, I couldn't quite tell if its warmth was reaching me or not. But I could hear everyone singing our favorite song. And then I had to extinguish the campfire, and I knew it was cold. Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. There's nothing like an exquisite corpse shared flashback to wrap up an episode. That was part one of two for our sleepaway one-shot. Good news, though, part two will come out next week. And the week after that, season two launches. That's three weeks of many realms in a row. Please support Jay Dragon, the creator of Sleepaway, if you enjoyed what you've heard so far. They are on Twitter at jdragsky, and their games are over at jdragsky.itch.io. Really, your game today just scratched the surface of what Sleepaway can be. There are several elements that we did not use. If you want to experience the magic, the ritual, and the horror for yourself, purchase the game from jaysitch.io. Until next week, listeners.